when I first had the idea, I obviously was then researching how much do apps cost. <laughs> and I quickly realized I didn't have, you know, a spare 20 grand in my yeah. savings account. I wanted to see if people actually really wanted this. So I, I felt like crowdfunding would be the perfect way. My okay. target was just over 18,000. You know, and I was even told at the very beginning, you know, you're not going to do it. The audience that you've got already. The start and the end are the kind of highs. <laughs> we had a really successful first 24 hours. But there were times in that middle bit where I did kind of really question what I was doing a few days before we closed. And I think I was about £8,000 away from the target. It was the first time I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this or not. Do I know any millionaires? Can I get on TV? I was so sick of saying the same things and so bored of like my own voice. The last 24 hours were crazy because that's when we kind of raised the most amount of money within the, within one day. We hit the target and then we went we went over. I felt kind of numb in a way. Welcome to starting the conversation. You're listening to episode number 249 of the podcast. You may have noticed that we have been on a slightly extended summer break, but I am very excited to be back and joined today by this first episode back with Danielle. Welcome to the podcast, Hi, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you. Very excited to be out of the house. It's nice, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yes. I it feel is. we run such online businesses. Things like this are so nice because I don't know about you, I just sometimes forget that I'm actually like doing anything. Yeah. It just feels like I'm like playing like The Sims or something. Yeah, or The Truman Show. Yeah. The Truman Show. I'm in that every day. Literally. <laughs> yeah. And then you meet people and they know your business or they, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay. There is an outside yes. world. <laughs> yeah. It's good perspective as well, isn't yeah. it? To remember like, okay, the whole world does not revolve around my little yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's okay. So thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank and you. thanks as well for being my first guest back in a while because as you'll have just witnessed, I feel a bit rusty at this. Didn't get the intro right. Don't really know, remember what I'm doing not really sure how to host a podcast anymore <laughs> so you're going to be great today okay, how I I'll try, I'll try. Okay. <laughs> you can raise the bar for me it's very appreciated today we're going to dive into all things crowdfunding yeah which I'm really looking forward to I said to you when we first talked about doing this episode it's amazing to me how despite the fact that we've done about 250 episodes now there's still so many topics mm. that we haven't covered and yeah. the more that I realize it I guess it's just a realization as well of like business is so detailed and yeah. there are so many elements to it and yeah. everyone has different experiences so I'm really excited to be diving into a topic that we haven't really uncovered before but I guess as a kind of way of introduction mm. to you do you want to share a little more a little more <laughs> I don't know why I'm now speaking with that vibe do you want to share a little bit more about kind of who you are what you do and, yeah. and your business I am building an app at the moment which we're going to be talking about which I crowdfunded for but for the past six years I have been running a membership and a community for female founders so we've been coming together, co-working for years now, and it's something that kind of led me on to the idea for the app in the first place and crowdfunding for it. So kind of supporting female founders, bringing other female founders together and the whole community feel mm -hmm. is really what I'm about and hence me wanting to crowdfund. I didn't actually know that information, that it was, it was kind of five years yeah. before yeah. you started publicly sharing about yeah. the app. How, like, how did that first begin six yeah, years ago? six years. So I became pregnant with my first son. I was an events manager for about 10 years mm. and I couldn't go back to my job part-time. It was one of those, you know, full-time or, or nothing. So yeah. I handed in my notice. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? I started to organize events for mums in a local area, things that didn't revolve around babies and talking about poo and stuff. <laughs> and I, I just, I wanted to like 
talk with other humans and yeah. other people about normal stuff. I didn't want to become just a mum. So I started to organise events in the local area. And then doing that, I was meeting other women who were in a similar situation to me where they mm. had their babies, they couldn't go back to their jobs, and they were thinking, what else is there for me? Can I set up my own business? So I started to kind of see this gap for women who didn't want to do the traditional networking and yeah. the 60 second pitches and the selling to the room and that kind of cringy, mm. awkward meetup. So I know, and I hate this, hate to use the word, but it was like an organic process. <laughs> was <laughs> it authentic as well? It was authentic <laughs> and organic. So we, we kind of just started. I didn't really have a plan. It was just mm. what else can I do? And it became really popular and lots of people loved it. And it just grew from there. And one of the very first things that we did was co-working because I was suddenly working from home. I'd always been in an office and always been working with teams and around people. Mm. And I was suddenly like oh my god I don't actually like this this is really lonely and isolating yeah and I really felt like I'd lost my identity and my sense of self after having my son I wanted to connect with other people and just start mm. that community up so that's kind of where it started and where it grew and the more co-working sessions we hosted the more people wanted to be involved and they kind of they were all across the UK and then obviously COVID struck and we we went online but it, that's where it started from originally was the let's bring people together that you know are feeling really lonely from home yeah um, and that kind of just grew from there really that's yeah. incredible yeah. I love those kind of it's almost like the, the origin story before the origin story yes you know like yeah. what we often know people for or, or see externally as kind of what's happened in the recent months or years but when you start digging there's always yeah one story if not multiple yeah. that kind of had to happen to get yes, to this point exactly and I mean that's amazing because six years ago like the online business space mm. was very different yeah I really remember it must have been about six years ago actually what I knew to be like the first ever online community mm. for female entrepreneurs mm. beginning yeah and you you laugh at that now because you think gosh they're there they're everywhere so there's many. so many yeah. which is fantastic yeah. but I mean six years ago that wasn't a well-trodden path no. that you kind of found yourself down and I wonder it's interesting to think how the year six years ago, kind of coming back after maternity leave, yeah. how she would think knowing that what you're doing now. Correct, no way. Because like, I'm guessing no six way. years ago, you weren't like, I'm going to launch an app and I'm no. going to crowdfund. No, not, I mean, even before I set up my business, mm. I was never somebody, I was never very ambitious. I was always like, I'm just going to be in my job and just kind of keep going day to day, not really thinking of anything else really. And it wasn't yeah. until I had my son, I thought actually I want more from this. There's mm -hmm. something else I should be doing of my life. I would never have imagined in a million years that I'd be doing any of this now if I looked back six years ago. The yeah. thought of, you know, I used to run events and I was always the one behind the scenes. I was always the one running around while, you know, writing the speakers you know keynote talks and you know if they wanted to thank me with flowers at the end I would like run away and pretend I was busy I never wanted to be in public I never wanted to be seen and now yeah. I'm like hi everyone <laughs> I'm building a personal brand <laughs> I love that yeah so let's yeah. talk about the crowdfunding you had I'm assuming you can correct me if this is wrong but had the idea of kind of wanting to build this app yeah and kind of expand your community yeah when you were sat thinking about, right, how am I going to fund this? Obviously, there's so many options mm. available to you, right? You can go down the investor route. You can look at kind of almost friends and family investment yeah. versus angel. You can try and self-fund it. You can crowdfund yeah. it. For you, was it a case of looking at all of those options and weighing up pros and cons? And if so, or, or either way, really, mm. what led you down the crowdfunding route? Yeah, so I think when I first had the idea, I obviously was then researching how much do apps cost? Yes. <laughs> Then I quickly realized I didn't have, you know, a spare 20 grand in my yeah. savings account. So, um, and there are obviously different, there's so many different ways you can build an app from, um, you know, the white label where you can just 
you know, put your name to it and add all the functionalities or build it from scratch, mm. which is what we ended up doing because of the functionalities that I wanted the app to have at the beginning, but also in the future. Right. I was kind of put off right at the very beginning from going down the investment route because, you know, I've been working with female founders for six years. I know how hard it is mm. for women to get investment. And I did lots of research when I was running my membership on the Rose Review and that 1% of VC funding goes to female founders. And, you know, I have heard lots of horror stories from women trying to get investments. And, and I just wasn't ready to give away equity in the business at this stage. I wanted yeah. to test out the viability of the product to see if actually the market wanted this. I didn't want to just bring something into the world and be like, here you go, come and come and buy it I wanted to see if people actually really wanted this so I having conversations with people I felt like crowdfunding would be the perfect way to see if the mm. crowd actually did want me to build this and you know would they help and support me in doing this so it was never something I would have thought initially because crowdfunding to me has always been you know let's fix the school roof or, yes. or the community center down the road or crowdfunding for equity but crowdfunding reward space I hadn't really known anybody mm. to do that so it was a real eye-opener in the beginning to know that actually that was something that was possible um and then once I chatted I chatted to a brilliant lady called Jo who talked through the process of crowdfunding and I was like this is just like a big launch like I know how to do this I can really kind of get on board with this yeah um, and not having to give away equity in the business I think that was the was the kind of no-brainer really for me I don't know if it's an option that many people know is even no. there I, mean, I always feel like, and I'll, you know, we can look at this in a second. It's probably worth even starting with like, what is crowdfunding? Yes. Because yes, I think yes. it's one of those things like it almost feels like there's one extreme or another, right? You either go down the investment route. And as you said, that it can be such a long mm. and stressful and risky process. Yeah. And even once you've got the money, it's not then kind of sunshine and rainbows. No. There's a lot of pressure and you have to grow at a real pace. Or, okay, the other end of the spectrum is you bootstrap it and you have no money or you mm. need a full-time job mm. or you take a loan, you know, there's, that almost feels like two very opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum. And I, I feel like in a way, crowdfunding kind of sits in the yeah. middle in terms of, of how it works. So maybe if we actually just begin there, to someone who has never heard of crowdfunding mm. before and they're thinking, oh, what's this thing yeah. that Danielle's done? Yeah. What is crowdfunding? So crowdfunding really is asking people, it's asking the community or putting something out there to say, this is what we're looking to raise money for, to raise mm. investment for. You know, this is our mission. This is what we need the money for. And it's really getting people to kind of back your idea. So they support your idea by pledging money. Yeah. And there's different ways you can do that. They, you can offer equity in the business so they can obviously pledge money, invest money, and then they get a share back for, for your company. Mm -hmm. Or there's rewards based or there's charity um, based. So you can obviously, mm. if you're running a charity, but I opted for the rewards based because people actually were getting something for their money. So they weren't just kind of donating it. It wasn't going to a charity. It was, here's some money and I'm getting something in return. So sure. they're kind of paying for a service, whether that's upfront membership to the app or whether that's, you know, a Christmas gift. It's, it's you're getting something in return for the money, but it's, yeah, it's really kind of a way of just saying to the world, you know, would you help me on my on my mission with this? And yeah, people support you by pledging their money, which is lovely. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. It's almost like you are getting investment. Yeah. Um, but from your community, from the crowd. Yeah. yeah ideally, yeah. from those end users, and I, I guess for the business that you're building, where it's community led, it makes so much sense for the way that you brought it to life to be community led as well. Yeah. What I think is interesting as well about crowdfunding, and I know this is similar, kind of whatever platform you use is there's a time limit mm -hmm. and there's a minimum target yes and I find that really interesting so I know for you you had 30 days yeah 
And it's it's an all or nothing thing, right? You either raise the Stop, money that yeah. you wanted to raise. Yeah. I know there's kind of different ways to do yeah. it. But I feel like typically the ones you see is like, yeah, the ones this is go. the money you want to raise. And if you raise it, you get it. Mm. And if you don't, then all those <laughs> pledges get, you know, sent yeah. back to people yeah. and that's it. Yeah. That How did terrifying. you feel kind of? Yeah, I don't know why that. I took that risk. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> that w- it was, I had the choice of going for all or nothing or take what you make basically. Right. Um, but my thinking was, if I didn't make the amount that I wanted, was it really worth me doing anyway? Was mm. the business really viable if I hadn't? I, it seemed like a really good idea at the beginning. And then obviously during the process, I was like, why did I choose this? I should have just gone for, you know, taken the money and run because there was times where I w- didn't think I was going to do it. So mm. yeah, I, it, it was it was a risky choice, but it was, I think the best one I, I should have made. Like it was the right decision, but obviously during that it was yeah i mean it's a, a crazy thought isn't it that you could be one pound away Ugh. and then all of that effort is yeah. not necessarily wasted but you know i mean it would have felt yeah, it yeah totally you're, you're not really getting the that you wanted is it no. so we'll share later mm. in this recording how much you raised but to to set the scene what was your target amount for your 30 day my target was just over eighteen thousand. okay yeah so it's 18, like eighteen thousand. i literally broke it down on a spreadsheet to the exact amount so it's like a really random amount eighteen thousand five hundred sixty-seven or something like that i love um, that yeah yeah so once you decided that crowdfunding was the right route for you mm. which i know we said this before we started recording this i'm really glad that you're sat here sharing this experience as a service-based business Mm. because I think crowdfunding is one of those things that I do associate it more with product-based businesses like I've backed a lot of like new products that come to the market and so I really love that you're kind of vocalizing how it is an option Mm. for people once you decided yeah this is the route I want to go down what were those first steps because like I'd imagine I'd just be sat googling like how to do crowdfunding, (laughs) where did you begin? Did you look at my search history? That's (laughs) literally what I did on Google. I was just looking at all of the different platforms and to be honest, it was quite overwhelming because I'm Mm. like, which which one do I choose? What campaign do I go for? So I did a lot of research online. Um, I ended up speaking to a crowdfunder consultant who was amazing right at the Mm. early stages who kind of gave me options of what the different platforms were to use and what would probably be most beneficial to me. And that really helped kind of cut out all the noise I was seeing online and kind of get really focused on like, what's my top three? Let's let's Mm. look at these. Do they all have quite different kind of pros and cons then? They do. um, And a lot of people I knew were on using different campaigns that were kind of US based whereas crowdfunder was UK based and it was it had more of a community feel to it a lot although saying that when I did first look at it there wasn't really any other campaigns that were like mine mm. like you said service based every people were creating products or they were looking for support within the community and I was thinking oh is this really the right one but it just felt right it felt like it was the right way but yeah doing lots of research but then talking to people that actually knew what they were doing and also talking mm. to other people that had crowdfunding as well that was really useful to kind of get an idea on how they did it and then go from there yeah I mean what like on a kind of practical level Mm. to enter that day one of 30 where you're kind of opening that that fund what do you need to have in place like surely actually it's just the idea and the target was there anything for you that either you wish you'd had or you did do before kind of beginning your crowdfunding campaign yeah so talk talking with the lady initially about crowdfunding and the big thing I suppose that I'd always done with the launch before was the kind of pre-launch and that was I probably put more work into that actually than I did kind of throughout the whole campaign because it's what I did at the beginning stages to get people 
ready for the launch so people actually it's like kind of you're hosting a party and then you're saying to everyone right it's tomorrow are you coming and everyone's like what you haven't told me like you yes. need to give people you know what they're going to wear to the party what they're going to buy you for presents so you've got to have that build up first you've got to reach out to people tell them what you're doing you know contacting local radio and newspapers getting people excited mm. so the pre-launch or which they recommend you do at least a month beforehand okay which i think i managed like 22 days or something because <laughs> obviously i was like impatient and wanted wanted to do it yeah um but yeah pre-launching was definitely mm. a vital part of the whole campaign and like you said that rings true for any launch doesn't it yeah. like one of the the biggest mistakes i think people make is thinking that the most important part is the launch itself yeah it's like actually it's everything yeah. you do up until day one yeah that really matters yeah. 22 days out then yeah did you already have a community and an audience based on those kind of five years that you'd spent yes, doing yeah, the work. Yeah, so yeah, luckily I had I had people that I was running a membership and I had a network and, you know, people that I knew would be on board with this. Mm -hmm. So they were obviously the first people that I reached out to. But they do tell you when you crowdfund, you know, your audience needs to be like you know 25 times more than it already is because the amount of people that are visiting your campaign are not necessarily going to pledge so you have to get mm. thousands of people visiting the page so you know even though I had a good network and good community you know and I was even told at the very beginning you know, you need more people than this you know you're not gonna do it with the people the audience that you've got already someone said that to you yeah in not so many words, quite a few people said that to me, actually. Yeah, there was lots of... Interesting. Yeah, no, nobody actually said those words, but the, the things that they said around it was, you know, it's not the right time. I did it in November, obviously mid-November, not a great time of year. People, are, you mm. know, don't have any money thinking about Christmas. There's lots of stuff going on in the world economically. Yeah, lots of lots of things which just made me even more determined to be like, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I think that's what makes us business owners, yeah. isn't it? Is most people take that bit of self-doubt and let it grow, and we go, yeah. actually... I'll prove you wrong. Yes. No worries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I, I mean, know. that's really disappointing though, isn't it? Because especially with something like a crowdfunder, literally the way it works is, or the way that you set it up to work is like all or nothing. Yeah. So it's almost like what's what's there to lose? Yeah. People are so scared of discomfort or yes. risk. And it's like, actually, what is the risk? Exactly. It's 30 days. Exactly. And I was always quite, I mean, obviously I would have been completely gutted and probably cried for <laughs> a week and just felt sorry for myself. Understandable. If I didn't do it. But I was quite comfortable with if it didn't, go well like if I didn't mm. get the money I would have just learned so much from that process anyway so yeah, yeah like you said I would have just taken the risk anyway but mm. yeah I think lots of people kind of you know there's a certain way of doing things and if you're doing things in a in a different way it's a little bit like oh what are you doing you're, this is the rule book this yes. is what you're supposed to do but yeah we tend to not follow the rules no so. people don't like change do they but someone doing stuff differently yeah it, it, there's the the season where everyone goes they're a bit crazy followed by the season <laughs> where everyone goes oh my gosh they're amazing yes, and it's like yeah. I think you've got a there comes a point doesn't there when yeah. the reaction changes yes. and you get okay yeah and people did think I was crazy at the time <laughs> the people that I was speaking to but you did it anyway and that's I did the it point. anyway yeah so with the community that you had yeah I guess maybe easiest to split you know we'll talk about pre-launch and then that kind of launch mm. 30 day period mm. itself what was your marketing strategy thinking right I've got this period I've yeah. got this goal I can't magically 10x my community mm. between now and the end of this. Yeah. How did you, like, did you have a plan for how you were going to get it out there? Kind of. I, ha I did sit down and I did do a big marketing plan. I won't lie, I didn't really go back to that quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm you very made good it. at I made it all, like, it looked all lovely. And then I kind of, I just did it intuitively. As it went along, what was working, I kind of did more of what wasn't working so well, I didn't do. But I did have a big plan and I did, I suppose, the community and the network that I had, a big part of that was then relying on their community and their network. So mm. it was always, I'm never going to reach 
the amount of people that I need to reach on my own. I have to, you know, get the support from my community and people sharing it and people talking yeah. about it and doing collaborations and lives and podcasts and blogs. And so that was really where the beginning bit was reaching out to those people saying, look, this is what mm -hmm. I'm doing in a month. Do you want to be part of this? And making those kind of, I suppose, scheduling all those things in when I knew the campaign was going to be running and like the dip in the middle, which people call like the, the valley of death. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it called that, but that is very apt, very apt. <laughs> well, you're questioning your life choices and like, why have I done this? That, like making sure all those things are, are going on in that period because the beginning mm. and the end is always when it's, you know, it's going to go up. So yeah, yeah just re just reaching out to basically every single person I'd ever met in my life, probably. I was in all the WhatsApp groups. <laughs> I love that though. Really looking for ways to collaborate and yeah. like you say get in front of their communities yes. did you have any um hesitation with that you know that kind of Britishness in us that can be like I don't want to ask for help or I don't want to be yeah pushy. not really no I can be very like shy in a lot of situations but when it when it came to this I wasn't because I think people really wanted to help as well and people wanted to add you know to put it to their community and add their own lots of people that I collaborated with then offered rewards or they I partnered mm. with them or they sponsored the app so there was a real like collaborative feel about it so yeah, yeah I was I was probably I'm sure people were talking about me at the time being like oh, she's talking about the crowdfunder <laughs> again but I mean you have to be yeah. right I saw this quote the other day it was actually a few weeks ago but you know those things that you read and they just really stick with you mm. and it was an American woman talking about her launch she was kind of reflecting on it and she said right at the end of this email I spent the whole of that launch feeling desperate but my goal was worth feeling desperate for yeah and that really struck a chord with me of actually not expecting that it's going to feel easy or comfortable yes but you're so in love with the goal, the yeah. outcome, the why, that it's like, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, 100%. Like, where would I rather be in 30 days having, you know, really pushed it yeah. and met the goal or feeling comfortable and not having that? Or embarrassed it. that I hadn't asked that person to share it and then didn't reach exactly. the target. Yeah, I kind of did. Yeah, I don't think I did actually looking back. I don't think I did feel awkward because I was so determined and set on this yeah. goal that yeah. I kind of just put it out there to everybody and anyone really I love it, <laughs> and just to see what came back <laughs> yeah and I mean it's real testament as well to kind of what you're building as well I think I, I wonder if you reflect that this helped at all that like the app that you're creating benefits all of us yes. as business owners yes. and I wouldn't imagine many people felt oh that's a competitor to me or that's yes. you know replacing what I do actually I think what you're creating is so unique it's one of those things that everyone can get behind and go yeah yeah we'd like this exactly and because you built something that was what so many people wanted it felt or organic yeah, <laughs> and authentic yeah. for them to get behind that. Yeah, and I think for me, right again, really early on when I was doing the pre-launch, I really wanted to get the messaging right with what mm. actually what I was trying to do because you know if you are you're basically asking people for money, they are getting something back. It's yeah. an exchange of services, but you are still asking people for money. So I really had to kind of nail what I was doing and, and my mission, you know, it's so much bigger than me and what I'm trying to create and get people on board with that and take mm. them along the journey. So that was a really important part of that actually was saying actually what, you know, why, why should people care? This is my idea mm. and my dream, but why should other people care and why should they get on board as well? Yeah, making it about them yes. as opposed to give me money to fund my dream. Yes, this is for us. Yeah. It wasn't just me. It was never really about me and I never felt, obviously when you are doing something on your own, obviously I am the one doing everything and making decisions but it, I mm. never felt once alone because everybody was always so supportive and I did feel like it was we were all on the, in this together yeah it was just me just saying can I 
please can have some money yeah. to launch this new business idea yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. got. Like, no, it's going to benefit you in the, in the long run. Absolutely. And I think that's a real testament as well to the power of the kind of female entrepreneur community. Mm. Like it was how I first came across you. Yeah. Is I genuinely was just seeing it shared by so many of my yeah, yeah. friends, clients, people yeah. that I knew, people that I looked up to that I was like, I couldn't not yes. pay attention. Yeah. It was, I think it was more that of like, I am seeing this Danielle yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Who is she? What and is it, she It's doing? that curiosity, isn't it? Of like, okay, something's going on. Yeah. I want to know about it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it clearly worked because oh, we wouldn't I mean, be that, here yeah, today. It needs surround, it's like surrounding you. You can't yeah. get away from it. <laughs> but in a great way. Like, it, again, for me, it was just that total curiosity of like, wow, okay, all these people that I mm. really respect are talking about this thing. There must be something yeah. in that. Yeah. And uh, that's interesting that when I asked you about the kind of marketing strategy, actually, that by the sounds of from your answer, the big thing was collaboration, yeah. which I'd imagine was so successful because it had that social proof to it as well. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't you just, you know, stood on a yeah. stood on a little table <laughs> trying to shout at everyone <laughs> going, I'm building this great thing. Yeah. It was people going, I advocate for this. Yeah. I'm behind this. So do you want to get behind yeah. it as well? Yeah, that was really powerful. And the more somebody else that shared it, then someone else saw it, then they shared it. And then, I mean, obviously looking at the campaign and looking at the, the stats and everything, there was a lot of people that I knew that had pledged, but there were so many that I didn't know, that mm. I'd never met, that I'd never spoken to, that had just found me on a post on LinkedIn or Instagram. Or, so that was amazing. I thought that th all these people that I'd reached that had no idea who yeah. I was like the day before and now they were giving me money for this app. So that was incredible. Yeah, that must have been a surreal moment when those first names came through yes. at the start of that campaign yeah. and go, okay, we're doing yeah, this. Yeah. You mentioned around the marketing side of it, you know, building that shiny plan and then kind of being a bit more intuitive with it as you went, yep. which I totally relate to. Yeah. I've got <laughs> so many marketing strategies sat in Notion that are beautiful, yeah. never seen the light of day because no. much more just about figuring it out as you go. I'm curious, was there anything in the first few days or weeks that you tried that actually very quickly you went, this doesn't work as a way to build the campaign? When I was doing the, the collaborations, I think r really early on, I think we did a few on LinkedIn and I was thinking nobody's really going to, I'm a new lover of LinkedIn as well in the last few months, so that's definitely helped. But I remember thinking, oh, nobody's going to see this, this, is, this isn't going to work. So I kind of didn't focus so much on that. It was more mm. on my mailing list and on Instagram and Facebook actually seemed to do quite well on Facebook because of all the groups, the Facebook groups and the yeah. people in the communities. But actually I probably got really big success from LinkedIn. So looking back, I probably mm. should have focused a bit more time on that because I think it took one person to see an, an in, a LinkedIn live and they were my highest sponsor. They pledged a thousand pounds from a, tw a, a live that I did on LinkedIn. That's amazing. And I was just like, why did I not do this at <laughs> the beginning? Um, and that wasn't in my strategy because that wasn't really the platform that I was spending a lot of time on at the yeah. time. Obviously yeah. now I am. <laughs> yeah, that was quite interesting. But again, you don't know that until you do it and you're learning aren't you as you go so. yeah it must have just felt like so much experimentation mm. and basically just going what is every touch point i yeah. could create yes and how do i use it yeah. like how do i just because i guess as well it's not about it being perfect no. it's about getting it done oh 100%. and so it's not looking back and going oh that was such a clean and strategic and organized launch it's like yeah. no actually in 30 days i've got to do as much as i can and no matter how it feels or looks yeah we just need to get it done yeah so yeah. let's talk a bit about the challenges. You talked <laughs> about the, do you call it the valley of death in the Just middle? <laughs> that was what you called it. Love that. Isn't I'm that gonna, a song? I'm going to steal Gosh. that. Well, I think it's a Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> Something about walking the shadow of the valley of death. 
Fearing No Evil. I think I'm not going to sing, but I'm just now I've got a song in my head of what. <laughs> Was it like a primary school song or something? <laughs> it's like a rap song. Oh. Hang on, it will come to me. It might come oh, to is me. it an Eminem one? And when I walk in the valley, yeah. the shadow what of death. I'm about to Who's that? Who's that? Is it Fear Bennett on my life? Gangster's Paradise. Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> we got, got there in the end. I love that my, that I think that really probably says something about our up, upbringing is I went to church. Okay. I went in the, the Bible passage room yeah. and you went to uh, yeah. Gangster's Paradise. I, so I love it. Paradise. But we, we made it together in the yeah, end. That's yes, stunning. Yeah. Um, so the Valley of Death. <laughs> the Valley of Death. <laughs> Trademark Gangster's Paradise. In the middle. Was mm. that... A, a big challenge point for you what yeah. did that feel like behind the scenes yeah yeah that was that was tough and I was told about that I was kind of pre-warned you know the start and the end is are the kind of highs yeah <laughs> the middle bit is just you know not so much I planned for that again to like slowly release the rewards over the course of the of the month so they all weren't at the beginning so I had things kind of to launch and mm -hmm. to get people excited about as we went and I had different interviews booked in and different things and PR and press going out so I could kind of feed bits in the month but from a kind of confidence and mindset perspective that there were days where I was just like oh my god this is what mm. have I done I've made a mistake I never once apart from the last weekend before the end I never once doubted myself but there were times in that middle bit where I did kind of really question what mm. I was doing because we were so far we had a really successful first 24 hours but then after that I was just like oh my god and it's just the, the constant having to keep going yeah and just thinking what am I doing <laughs> why, did I, why did I do this Th yeah. that was really hard in the middle really hard and especially with the 30-day launch like most launches that I have done myself or seen mm. people do you know you're talking like two weeks max yeah so that middle part is a few days long 30 day launch yeah suddenly you're looking at that middle part being two weeks long sometimes more i guess yeah. depending on that energy yeah. either side and so i can appreciate that must have felt tough to yeah. kind of hold your nerve yeah keep the energy up what did you do what did you keep in mind how did you help <laughs> yourself to like keep going because that's the point isn't it where your brain just starts to feed mm. that slightly more negative voice and yeah. you start to think, you know, maybe it'd be easier if I just stopped. Yeah. Is it worth carrying on? Yeah. How did you navigate that? I was a little bit on autopilot, I think, through a lot of it. And I don't think I realised how all-consuming it was going to be. And there were times through that middle part where I was questioning myself. But I had such an amazing network around me and I was still running the membership at the time so we have a whatsapp group and I'd always just be like oh my god what's going on and they'd be like don't worry you've got this and just that. all the support and then I would always on crowdfunder campaign you can look at people's comments so when they pledge they can write a little comment in there and I had so many amazing messages from people again loads of who I've never mm. met before like this is amazing like we really need this in our lives like you know we're supporting you so when I had those days I would kind of look back on those comments and just read them and be like actually Actually, this is this is why I'm doing this for all these people that and uh, there was a kind of bit of a pressure as well there yeah. like not only for me but for all these people that had like committed and said you know I'd like to give you my money to build this even though they would have got it back if I didn't raise it I still I still felt that pressure of like I have to do this for them so that was quite hard because I was it wasn't just me it was everybody else that I felt like I had to do this for mm. so yeah I think just kind of just giving myself a little bit of a, a shake really and just being like you know this is why you're doing this yeah. These are the people that are supporting you. you. I could only do so much. And there were so many times where I felt like I should be doing this. Or I should just do this other post or I should just do this one more thing. And I was just like on the sofa, like I'm so tired. <laughs> 
college. Yeah. I just, I don't, there, I just didn't want to do it some days, but I just had to push through that. And that was, I think, what got me there was just mm. pus- pushing through those, those times. And you would never know that externally, would you? No. So I think it's so yeah. important for us to talk about the kind of unseen sides mm. of business because all we will have seen is that you kept the energy up, yeah. you were so consistent, mm. You, like I said, you were so visible. Mm. But it's always remembering, isn't it? There's usually a messy behind the scenes oh God, happening yeah. there. And I mean, incredible that, that you had those moments. I can totally imagine it. I'd probably <laughs> be the same, like on the sofa, just like, what am I doing? Yeah. I just want to turn my phone off. Yes. I'm done. Oh. But you still showed up. I know. And that's incredible. Yeah, that was, that was the hardest part, the days where I just didn't, and I, d- and I talk, I know when we're talking about this here, but I'm, I talk a lot about, you know, as women and for a month tracking your cycle when, you know, when you're where you are in your period. And those, mm. when I look at my kind of weeks and where people are pledging and my energy levels, like I can really tell actually where I was and how much energy I had. And when I was feeling tired was actually I wasn't putting so much work into it because my body was literally like rest. Yeah. <laughs> you need to stop doing so much. Um, but yeah, th- there's a there's a thin line between listening to your body and what that wants to like I've got a mission I've got a goal like Mm. I was so like laser focused with it I probably was a little bit I needed to stop sometimes I think which I didn't I guess it's one of those things of like you don't know what's going to be right for you and the fear of maybe if I start will I be able to start again yeah yeah (laughs) just like no 100% keeping that adrenaline up can you pinpoint whether was there any kind of specific day or moment that felt particularly low or challenging yeah I think actually the week so I think the campaign finished on the on a Wednesday and it was the weekend before so Mm. only a few days before we closed and I think I was about £8,000 away from the target. And we were out for dinner with some friends. And I just being like, I don't think I'm going to do it. It was the first time I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this or not. And like in my head, I was thinking of like, what can I do? Like, what is, what is it? Can I do? Do I know any millionaires? <laughs> can, I like, can I get on TV? Like, what can I do? Yeah. Um, and I did really doubt myself that, that weekend. But I think just, again, from all the work that I'd done beforehand in the pre-launch, then mm. those last few days, I didn't really need to do as much as I had originally planned. It all just kind of fell into place but yeah that that weekend before I was not thinking it was going to work I was I, like mm. if I look back at some of my messages to to my friends I was a bit panicky actually yeah like oh my god and if as you said you had quite a strong start mm. it must be quite difficult to cut like them then you must have just so many emotions over those yeah, 30 oh my days Roller coaster. because yeah. if you had a strong start there must be that initial like you, you believe it's going to work and you're really excited yeah. then you have that dip in the middle yeah. and then there's that you know, the cli- it's like the climb <laughs> to the end. It's like that bit of the, the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're five days away and you're yeah. thinking, gosh, we've got almost 50% yeah. still to raise. That was hard. And I actually think that, think as you say it now, that was the point where I first started following and uh, seeing That's probably because I was saying, Trevor, <laughs> share it, share. <laughs> where it clearly worked. Yeah. And I remember it was almost, I was like addicted oh, to yeah. seeing it because it yeah. was, it was at least externally, like, like you said, it wasn't a given. Yeah, it wasn't it that like yeah, way. like we're there. It's going to be an easy finish. Like yeah. there was this feeling of wow, I'm watching someone work so hard mm. to push for something that they're so passionate about, and you're just really like willing that yeah. to win. Yes. So for you, like going from being in that restaurant and thinking, actually, I don't know if this mm. is going to work. I just remember even just from the way you were showing up, you know, probably on that Monday, Tuesday, mm. just before it was about to finish. Were you kind of faking that energy and vibe or was there a switch that just uh, flipped? I, n- I know the day before, like 24 hours before, I'd kind of not 
given in. I'd just given in to like whatever was going to happen, I think. Because mm. I'd just, I'd come to a point where I was like, I can't give any more. And there were days that I was probably like 80%, I think, when my energy was high, I was showing up. But then when I wasn't, I was kind of not because it's impossible, obviously, to be like that all the time. Yeah. But I think I'd just given in uh, that week, the few first few days leading up to the end to whatever's going to happen is going to happen mm. which kind of worked out in the end but yeah I I definitely energy levels is so important like obviously crowdfunding but any launch I think that's the number one thing I think if you don't have that and if you're not sh- putting that across then mm. people are gonna <laughs> just be like boring let's <laughs> let's go and do yeah. something else so yeah energy was a big big thing because mm, it's so infectious isn't it like mm. you like you said I felt it watching along but as you say that's one of the hardest things yeah. to fake yeah like when you're just not feeling and it I, yeah I feel like I've always been quite honest if I if I've not felt that or if I were finding days quite hard I would kind of talk about that and mm. say I'm you know this is I'm quite I'm struggling today or this is really hard and I that's when people would always send really lovely messages but it's funny you say um watching it because on the last day I, so many people were messaging me saying this is like every other t- tv show like this is like watching like big brother or something like back in the day they're like wondering what's going to happen because yeah. they're just watching the process so yeah it was really interesting actually yeah. to see it from other like person's perspective mm. and it, it's really vulnerable as well mm. for you like mm. uh, you know i don't know whether it felt that way yeah. for you to do it but I think part of probably the interest from other people is so often people build their businesses in private yes. and you don't really see, yeah. you don't see their ambition and the risk that it might fail. Mm. Like we're, we're very used, I think, to seeing people on the other side of those experiences. Yeah. Oh, we did this big push and it worked out. Yeah. Oh, we did this big thing, it didn't really work out. I think that documenting mm. the push is incredibly vulnerable because yeah. you're basically letting people in without knowing what the end outcome's gonna be. Yeah. It's pretty easy to share in hindsight, yeah. a win or a fail, but bringing people along with you and saying, I don't know how this is gonna end, yeah. but whatever happens, you're gonna see it. Yeah, like, <laughs> you'll see me crying. But I think that's where like it, it, it's so powerful because mm. people want to see other people win. And yeah. if you're willing to offer that kind of vulnerability, um, yeah, I'd imagine that's a big part of what makes it yeah, successful. I think so. And I think I'm I'm all for like building in public and kind of taking people on that journey with you because mm. you can kind of relate more to people when they are sharing the highs and lows. And I've always been quite open with how hard I do find running a business and the juggle and the overwhelm of everything. Again, one of the things people said at the beginning was, you know, you can't actually talk about how hard it is because you've got to have the energy up. You've got mm. to be positive all the time. Otherwise people won't, you know, pledge their money. But I was like, but I can't do that. That's not who I am. I can't like you say fake it I have to be honest and open and actually I think that worked out in my favor as to what you should do like you can't come across as you know like Mm. you're knackered you have to keep the energy up I was like yeah but I'm dying it's (laughs) not normal (laughs) behind the scenes were you still kind of you know having to do other work related to your business I can imagine you didn't just have like oh I've got a free day today every day to focus on this campaign yeah I lit woke up thinking about it went to bed thinking about it was dreaming about it I just it was all consuming and looking back I think because I was running my business at the time of, Mm. of the campaign and it was what we were in November and it was my son's sixth birthday right in the middle I think I probably wasn't even thinking of presents I was like (laughs) campaign how many rewards have I got going on so I think looking back although I wouldn't have been able to have just focused on that I would have Mm. maybe have got help in other areas because I was just so balls were dropping everywhere else because I wasn't managing them um 
so yeah, doing doing just crowdfunding would have probably helped a little bit, but mm. that's not realistic, I suppose. Hindsight's twenty twenty, yeah. isn't it? It's easy to think, oh, it'd be easier if I did that, but the reality of getting help is just it's yeah. a, a different story, isn't yeah. it? So you, interesting then that you shared kind of the, the low point of the campaign being about five days out from mm. the end. Tell us then about those kind of five days because, I mean, things really changed yeah. over that period. Yeah. When did you feel things were about to turn? Or I guess maybe it's a better question. Mm. At what point did you think, no, I'm certain now we're going to hit this target? Did you ever feel that until you hit it? <sighs> Yes and no, depending what day you'd ask me <laughs> on. I always like I had I've all I always had the belief that I would do it, like I was capable of doing it. But mm. whether or not it happened was if that makes it no, sense. No, I understand was, that. Like I always yeah. knew I've got I could do this, but you know what's going to happen in the meantime is anyone's guess. But I think it was um, somebody emailed me, and like you know what what other options are there? A kind of worst case scenario, and I just remember saying it's fine, we're going to do it. And it was like within 24 hours and I just knew that it was gonna happen. And I yeah. th the last 24 hours w were crazy because that's when we kind of raised the most amount of money within the, within one day. Um, but I just had this feeling like actually well, I'm gonna do this. Mm. So I w I'd say the last 24 hours was the only time. <laughs> Even though I had the belief, I didn't necessarily know that every day, but that that was like, yeah, we're, I'm gonna do this. I don't, I don't need to look at other options. It was kind of like a, a really helpful email, like yeah. let's look at other options, what might happen if this doesn't work out? Could we extend the campaign? Could we do this? And I was mm. like, no, it's gonna happen. So I was just like, no. Yeah. One of those moments where you almost surprise yourself, like you say something and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds like I do I was believe. like, no, yeah. I don't need, just take back that, that piece of paper. Yeah, it was weird. It's like a feeling that you mm. have where you just can't explain it. It's yeah. like gut kind of, no, this is gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. you trust yourself. Mm. So 24 hours out, how much had you raised? Um, so we needed, I think it was like, we needed about seven and a half thousand, I think. Wow. Yeah. And how much did you raise in that 24 hour period? That and a bit more, I think. So we got, we ended up, we hit the target and then we went, we went over, mm -hmm. like I think the hour afterwards. So we were then in the overfunding, overfunded. Yeah. <laughs> I think, did I see you raised like 114%? Yes. Over. Yes. So that was what, around twenty one thousand yes. pounds? Yes. Yeah. It's just yeah. wild. I know. So you, you needed like you looked at that last twenty four hours and thought we need to raise seven K. Yeah. And then you raised ten K. Yeah. It was something like that. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was whatever it was, it was that like the the few hours leading up to it. And I didn't really do anything that day. <laughs> I kind of I did <laughs> I just kind of sat there staring at my laptop and then like checking my phone and just being like, I literally can't do anything else. But all the work that we'd done in the month before was kind of them working mm. out. So we didn't really need to do anything. So it was like, this is the last day, you, you know, we can't kind of, if we don't raise the money in time, so that's when people were really like amazing and sharing it loads and getting on board. So yeah, I, d I literally mm. didn't do anything that day. Wow. Just kind of sat there like in shock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. And I guess it's that typical launch thing, isn't it? Where people, so many people are there that you don't know about. Yes. That are thinking and waiting yes. and processing. Yeah. And they're silent yeah. until there's a sense of urgency. Yes. And then suddenly they act. And yes. you go, first of all, why couldn't you have done that <laughs> yeah. three weeks Come ago? On. Did you really need to wait till last three hours? That's very immature of you to I be know. that last minute. But thank you. Um, yeah. But they all come out the woodwork. I know. They? And I always say to people like, sell through the silence, like just keep, because you never know who is watching and people yeah. are always like, oh yeah, and, uh, that thing looks cool. I'll, I'll do that later on. But then they get, you know, life happens. We all get distracted. We forget, I do all the time. So I just remember like, I've just got to keep going because I know that all these people that have been watching this 
will then come through at the end like they'll yeah. then go oh, okay we've got to do this now because it's coming to the last hurdle so yeah it was just yeah. keeping that up and what did that moment feel like when the 30 days was up yeah you'd raised over twenty one thousand pounds and it was done exhausted but like I don't know it was I felt kind of numb in a way like because I was just like oh my god is this really happening and I remember being at a, a co-working space that I was working at and it was like half eight and I hadn't had any food and I was just watching it and I didn't realize it had happened I was getting messages from people telling me that it happened they were like look at your look at your campaign I can't even tell you how many dms and wow. messages I got from people it was insane and yeah they were kind of watching it before I'd seen it so yeah it was I think I was just in shock I think I was just like I can't believe I've actually done this yeah um and it I, it probably took a good few weeks to actually process it all properly and like think of like what I had achieved because at, at that first stage I was like this isn't happening maybe like maybe I'm dreaming I'm dreaming about the crowdfunder again <laughs> this wow. is real life yeah. yeah and how did you celebrate because it always cracks me up that most of us business owners celebrate with like you know kebab or something <laughs> or like nothing we just pat ourselves on the back I think I went to like M&S <laughs> I was so hungry, but then I wasn't hungry afterwards. I then felt a bit sick, and I was like, I need to buy like a bottle of champagne or something. But I was like, I don't really. F so I think I got like a ready meal from MS. <laughs> and I think I managed one of those little mini bottles of yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was MS, not like Aldi it or Lidl. Was, so, it, so that was a celebration. That was a celebration. Push the boat out. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like a few weeks later, a, a few of us, like um, some of my membership, we all went out and like celebrated and had drinks and stuff. But yeah, I, I just kind of just sat on the sofa again and was just like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just sit here in silence, and the fact the thought of not having to talk about it. Although I did still have to talk about it because we had a few more days left. Right. Because I think it was twenty eight days we had originally, but then it got extended because we'd overfunded. So they give you a few more. Um, oh. I can't remember how long. Maybe like another ten days. So I was like, <laughs> they tell you about that, and you read that email like <laughs> yeah. that's the worst news. Yeah. So I was kind of, I was still talking oh, about it, you. and we did end up going over. But I was like, I'm done now. I can't yeah. talk about it anymore. I mean, that's the funny thing about launch, isn't it? Is you see from an external perspective, people kind of achieving this big win, and I think you assume, you know, there's they're so excited, or yeah. you know, and I'm not saying we don't feel those things, but yeah. it's so often behind the scenes that like you said it is that moment of sitting on your sofa with the ready meal, yeah. and all you can think is like, it's done. Yes. Or all you can do, this is kind of my route, is I'm just like doing brain numbing things. Yeah. Like I'll just be on TikTok. Yeah. Or watching Scrolling. some rubbish. Yeah. And I can't really kind of come to terms with it. And yeah. like you said, it does, it's kind of a delayed reaction, isn't it? Yeah. Of like really letting it sink in. Yeah. Because also your adrenaline. Oh my I mean God. For you, 30 days that of kind of high, high mm. emotion and energy and holding all of that energy. Yeah. Your body at the end must have just been a bit like, we're checking out. Yeah, I was done. Mm. I was done. Um, and we'd finished at mid, not mid-December, maybe a couple of weeks um, into December. And obviously we're coming up to Christmas. So I I did literally just go, I've, I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. I'm just going to. And I'd booked, I think, a live the day after to talk to somebody, to talk to one of the sponsors. And I was just like, I can't do it. I don't think I can yeah. do this. And she was like, no, don't be stupid. Like, we'll arrange it for a, you know, a few weeks' time. I just, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to speak to anybody. I didn't want to go online. I didn't want to go on Instagram. Mm. I didn't, didn't want to do anything. I, like, looking back, actually, which would be the beginning of this year, I think I was a little bit burnt out because yeah. I had just put everything, like my mind, body, and soul into it. And the beginning of the year was like, right, great, we've got the money. Let's get this building. And I've, I, I was paralyzed a little bit. Mm. I couldn't really do anything because I was like... I need time to rest and yeah. just recuperate. So yeah, it was 
Mm. It was a lot. It at is that time. a lot. Yeah. And it's the visibility hangover as well. I think yeah. like you said, of you know, not necessarily wanting to be on that live or not wanting to show up. It's almost like, okay, the launch is like the the first part and then yeah. the real part <laughs> yeah. is what's to come, but you yeah. finish the launch and you're like, I never want to post again. I know. I don't want anyone to see me. I don't yeah. want to say anything. Yeah. So it sounds like that kind of Christmas break probably came at the right time. It's like permission did. slip to yeah. take a step back. Yeah. So then coming into January, as you said there, you get the money. Mm. First of all, do you get the money? Like, does it just hit your bank account? You, know, <laughs> and you're you win the like lottery and you just got over a big check. It d- I think it takes a few days to, c- to come into your account. Um, but you just get like you thousands do, yeah. of pounds. Yeah. Just they, t- they take a cut, obviously. But um, yeah, you yeah. get it all in your account. So wow. I went to Barbados. <laughs> Did you? I didn't, I didn't. Oh my God. I was about to be really excited <laughs> for you. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. No. No, I mean, that's yeah. a boring thing as well, isn't it? Yeah. Again, we were saying right at the start of this episode about um, like angel investment mm. and how it's, you know, there's there's a lot of mess behind the scenes there. I've seen it with a couple of clients where the, the day that money hits their bank account, I think, again, an external perspective, you imagine like that must be so exciting. Yeah. Whereas actually there is this feeling of like, okay, well, now we have to do the thing. No, like, exactly. The money doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. The money just means I now have like a, a big to-do list. Yeah, and I did think that the day after... I think it hit, it all hit me and I was like, oh my God, I actually have to do this now. Mm. It's like the first time I was like, oh, what am I doing? Like I did have a bit of, why did I do this? <laughs> I've got to do, like I've got all this money. I've now got to build this app that I said I was going to do, but it, I think it was just that overwhelm of, yeah. oh my God, obviously I wasn't going to do it straight away, but it was a little bit of a moment for me where I was thinking, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I guess part of crowdfunding is you have such uncertainty of what your life is going to look like mm. after this period, because if you hadn't have, raised it yeah you would have a very s- different yeah. scenario versus to you did raise it was it then that feeling of like game on like crap ja- you know january yes. not crap yeah so i'm not saying it's a bad <laughs> feeling but like you know january's here the money's there yeah like you said i've got to now build this thing yeah. and i wonder if there was an added layer of responsibility there yeah. oh, because you suddenly had all of these people yeah. who whether they'd invested or not yeah. they were watching yes did you feel that? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that that for me has always been. Even though it's always been a blessing, sometimes I did feel that responsibility of like, oh, I've got, I've got to make this like amazing now. Like this has mm. got to be incredible. But you know, actually, on reflection, it's like, well, it, it, you know, I'm going to be building it over a course of, you know, however many months, and it's n- it's not going to be perfect when I first launch it. But I don't yeah. think that's what people want anyway. No. And also they want to be part of it. They want to be part of the journey and, and helping to build it. So yeah, I did initially think, oh my God, I've, all these people are watching now and wanting it to be this like polished product, but I can't give them that. That's not what it's going to be. But people don't want that. People don't want that at all. So yeah, yeah. there was responsibility there. And I still feel that now. I still mm. feel that responsibility. But I guess it's it's using that in a positive way, isn't it? Going yeah. actually, what an honor that all these people yes. have an invested interest yeah like i said where even if they haven't you know tangibly actually put yeah. any money into it the fact that they're kind of wanting to to see it come to life yeah just speaks to how you've brought them along that journey yeah. and how excited they are for what it is that yeah. you're building yeah exactly have you like in terms of i guess you know where are we now 10 months post mm. kind of that period of, yeah. of really starting to build did you have like a a plan and a timeline <laughs> have you been kind of figuring out i was very go? optimistic <laughs> Uh, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like, oh, when I speak on this podcast and it's been a year, we'll have the app launch, we'll have yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I was very optimistic, I think, and obviously not, you know, not 
knowing the tech world at all and 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 building something like this um because there's a lot that goes into it so yeah I, th I think in my mind I thought that's okay we're gonna be you know ready and launched in September um but yeah I think everybody else is telling me Danielle no it's not <laughs> it's not gonna happen that quickly because I'm really impatient as well um I want everything to kind of just be ready but yeah I think definitely being optimistic about when when it was going to be ready was because <laughs> it's just i didn't realize how and even just like the the, the minute detail like the wireframes for the app and where mm. the button's gonna go and if somebody and i had all this stuff i hadn't even really thought of because it was about getting the like it was literally an idea in my head like like you yeah. say it wasn't a product it wasn't something i could say look everyone here's what i've created mm. it was like come into my head and so that was like starting from scratch that was that was quite a long process and it took me a while to start the year kind of getting the ball rolling again because again I was in this like state of shock I think yeah <laughs> like, I can imagine yeah, to well, build that momentum again yeah absolutely and I guess from a marketing perspective now it's kind of changing tack a bit isn't it yeah. it's like right we're not kind of like you said hyping or or necessarily um asking for people to take action now it's really about documenting and yeah and building in public, which is something yeah. I think you do really well of like, you really do bring people on that journey with you. Yeah, oh, thank you. Do That's you have what I a, try and do. No, you absolutely <laughs> do. I mean, it feels like I was saying it as soon as we met today of like, I, I could name things that were going on in your business of like, oh, how's this happened? Or what yeah, about that? Yeah. Like, I don't think you get that with a lot of businesses you interact mm. with. You get the feeling that you do get this quite like curated kind of Yeah, showing the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's I just love real, that honesty. It? It's, it's not, <laughs> and it doesn't help anyone. No. Like, who does that They've help? They've got that expectation, haven't they, of thinking that everyone finds it really easy and it's just like, yeah. just roll out of bed and make all this money. But yeah. yeah, it's not real. What do you enjoy more, the crowdfunding or the building the business? Oh, I don't know. I really, I have really enjoyed this process actually of building something completely from scratch and like mm. understanding about coding and wireframes and. I was going to use another fancy app <laughs> that I've completely forgotten. Um, like I'm learning so much, but I really, I, I love the crowdfunding. Like at the time mm. it was really hard and quite stressful, but looking back, I actually quite love, I love that. I think just getting people on board with something that's in your head is something yeah. I think quite amazing. Mm. And I think I just, I, I really enjoyed that process. Yeah. So yeah think i don't know i don't know crowdfunding maybe interesting isn't that weird i didn't know i was gonna say that yeah <laughs> and i mean i guess a year on you can also look at it with more hindsight yeah it's funny isn't it you can be in a process i do this all the time in my business i'll go through something and i'll say to someone around me don't ever let me do this again yeah i've said it right in my book i've yeah. said it with different yeah. projects and i've gone don't let me i hate i hate this yeah and then six months later i'll be like i'm doing it again yeah and then you just realise, like, well, I think we're just a bit crazy. I know. I think we're slightly addicted to, like, Yeah, addicted the to the chaos. chaos. <laughs> I think <laughs> I am. I'm that, and it's that adrenaline and it's that kind of dopamine hit of mm. of going through the stuff. And I've, I've launched things before, but this was, like, on another level that I've never experienced. And I think I've done a lot of reflecting on that. And I learned mm. so much crowdfunding that wasn't just about crowdfunding, just about business and life and resilience and yeah. stuff about me that I'd never learned before so it was mm. I felt like it was a whole process yeah it was a whole journey I can imagine yeah which I think probably begs the question which maybe you don't have an answer for <laughs> but would you do it again well I didn't think I would but now I've <laughs> said that about <laughs> how you clearly thrive when you're crowdfunding Danielle. I like helping other people so I, d I do kind of help other people not 
you know, specifically with crowdfunding campaigns, but um, launching in general. But I, I love to kind of share what I learned and mm. kind of my tricks and stuff of what I did. But I don't know. I, I probably would do it again, actually. Yeah, mm. I probably would. I guess yeah. it would rely on having an idea that you're so in love with yes. that it's worth going through the process yes. for. I mean, it, it just it's so clear from the way you talk about what you're building that you really believe in it mm. and you love it. And I wonder if that's part of what made the process easier yeah. Yeah, is that true. like there was that why. So maybe it's like you wouldn't go through it for fun. If no. I was like, do you fancy doing it? Just for like, a, you know, shits and giggles, just a fun <laughs> month. Whereas I guess if it's like, no. Like, no, I'm busy. Although Sorry. Still, saying that our um, like local playground were doing a crowdfunder and I was like, I'll help you. I'm, I'm, and afterwards I was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I was like, right, okay, so writing down all this I but I really it. liked getting involved with it again but as, as you say it's something you've really got to have that passion for like with any mm. business because if you don't have that then it's not gonna kind of shine through to other people so yeah. if I have another idea in five years time then I might crowdfund for it again. <laughs> and you'll have to listen back to this episode and remember all of yeah. your tips and insights and you'll be like great thanks yeah. yeah I love that um I want to round us off with a few kind of Quick fire, but they don't have to be quick fire, don't worry. Um, questions around kind of the marketing side mm -hmm. of crowdfunding. Because I know there's gonna be so many people listening to this who are like, oh, I wanna know more about how you did that or that. Um, and uh, as I think you've demonstrated today and you obviously demonstrate through how successful it was, like you really did nail that part of it. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate today that you've acknowledged that and shared kind of the behind the scenes of that wasn't necessarily always pretty. And I think it's really yeah. helpful for people to see those examples of like, you can feel the field and still achieve an incredible outcome. Yeah. So maybe to kind of dive in a few more specific areas to round us off, rewards. That's yeah. not something we've touched on yet. Yeah. So as you said, there's two ways you can do it. You can either give people rewards or mm -hmm. give them equity. Mm -hmm. You went down the rewards route. Mm -hmm. What were some of your kind of key learnings around like, how do you build a good reward that people want to give money for? Yeah. That was probably the area of the whole campaign that I would maybe do slightly differently or spend more mm. time focusing on because I think I was so overwhelmed with all of the stuff and the target and the things that I needed to do I kind of didn't maybe concentrate on those so much even though they mm. end up being really successful I think I feel like it may have gone along a bit quicker if I would have spent more time with the rules but there's always something isn't there that you need to change but yeah I think I think for me it was about again talking to the community like what kinds of things would you want like if you were going to pledge money to support a campaign like doing mm. a bit of market research like what you know we're coming up to Christmas as well so it was we we partnered with the circle planner who who crowdfunded as well they were crowdfunded based business and they like flew like within the first I don't know 20 minutes or something they all just went because I knew my community would really want that. Yeah. Um, and we had concert tickets. We had... Um, oh, wow. Yeah, we had like loads of different things that people could, who maybe didn't run a business that just wanted to purchase and like buy for a gift for somebody. So yeah. I did a lot of research at the beginning, but I think looking back, I would have focused more on the kind of sponsorship side of things with the businesses. Mm. And that was something that I brought in kind of midway through the campaign. And okay. I probably would have done that earlier on. So partnering with businesses that wanted to sponsor the app and the kind of the bigger rewards. I think I did quite a lot of smaller rewards at the beginning. Obviously, yeah. it's harder to sell like 200 or something. Um, so yeah, I think that would have been the only thing that I would have done differently. Interesting. Yeah. That's a great idea in that round thinking of, even if someone doesn't want the end thing I'm building, mm. what can I give what them? What else can I give them? So many yeah. people just want to help, don't they? And they're, yeah. they're just looking for something that makes it accessible to them. No, I was going to say just having like a 10 pounds 
just as like a thank you thing that yeah. w- that works really well as well so it doesn't necessarily have to be something that they get just kind of acknowledgement of that but yeah thinking mm. of anything people would want to buy even if it's got nothing to do with the campaign i love that, it that helps that's yeah. the job <laughs> yeah. and on the note of brands i'd imagine as well something for people to explore is like partnering with brands to build the rewards yeah i don't know if you've by the sounds that it's something you're already doing but it's a big realization always to me of like these brands want to help small yeah. businesses yeah and they often have pretty chunky budgets yeah. to support you know free product or free set yeah. you know I- in whatever way they might be able to so i guess that's something as well as it almost feels like a big theme for you of, mm. of what really helped wasn't feeling like i've got to do this all by myself yeah it's looking for Reaching who can help out. me and and not being afraid to ask for that help yeah like you I said love. people are more than happy to help and especially with the bigger brands which again I probably didn't think of at the time so much mm. it was more my immediate network but actually those were the people that when I started to talk to them were like really interesting and wanting to help yeah um so I think having that as a marketing kind of must right at the beginning was like let's mm. reach out to people that you potentially wouldn't think would help like your wish list just have a hit list of, yeah. of brands and just contact them and just see what they say yeah what's the worst that can happen yeah love that Don't mindset say no. <laughs> That's fine, move on. Next one on the yeah. list. Second question out of three, being repetitive. Mm. I mean, that is a challenge in every launch, right? You feel like you are just banging the same drum yeah. and you feel like you have to say something a million times yeah. and you're bored of it. You think everyone else is bored of it. Yeah. Is that something that you felt across those 30 days? If so, how did you maintain consistency? Mm. Because I, as much as you say there's kind of different bits of messaging, you basically had to keep just saying yeah. the same thing. Yeah. How did you yeah. navigate that? I was so sick of saying the same things and so bored of like my own voice. <laughs> like even I think I came on a few times like I'm so bored of saying this, but please. Like, You're like Danielle, we get it. The link and writing the link <laughs> in the thing like well, I always like I always say like you can even if you're so sick of talking about something you're still not talking about it enough mm. like because you're the only one that's going to see all of the content you're the only one that's going to see all of the emails and all of the you know stories you do so you've got to push past that because I would still come across people like a day before the campaign ended that I've known for years and follows me and they'll be like I didn't know you're crowdfunding and I'm like hmm? you're like it's my only personality <laughs> trait at the moment how do you not know I've changed my name <laughs> by default that's it. what I'm called but you've you've just so got true, to though. keep doing it because like I was like you see adverts on tv all the time and they're constantly like selling us stuff they're constantly doing stuff but when it comes to us especially if you're running your own business you feel a little bit like oh am I being cringy am I talking about it too much but mm. you know from seeing other people you don't get annoyed by other people talking well, I don't know maybe <laughs> maybe you do. I don't but, <laughs> but you're never talking about it enough so and you've true. got to just I remember just being like, I'm really, I'm tired of my own voice, but I know I'm still not talking about it enough. I've got to continue. I've just got to keep going. It's like pushing past that like discomfort till you get to a stage where you just don't care because you know that talking about it enough is going to get you to where you need to be. Yes, such a good reminder, which I think we can all take into every part of our business. You know, it's that classic, oh, this thing isn't selling. When was the last time I talked about it? Oh my goodness, I know. no one has entered this, you know, whatever it might be. Have I spoken about it? Yeah. And as you said, it's remembering our perception of something or memory of something is actually completely irrelevant because, as you say, no one else sees that much yeah. or takes that much in. Yeah. Um, and just almost, like you said, like not expecting that you're going to be interested by it. Yeah. It's like, it's not about me. It's I not. I just have to keep being repetitive so people get it. Yeah. And actually that repetition is what they need. Yeah, they hear. really do. Because if you don't talk about it, nobody's going to know how they can, how they can help. So yeah. you've just got to 
get past that and it is yeah it's not about you've got to get over yourself i think mm. in that in that sense which is sometimes hard to do because you are like you know if you're a bit self-conscious or worried of what other people think you've got to get through that because i don't think i've met one person after like, oh you talked about that quite a lot yeah and they are like you really got on my nerves maybe they thought that <laughs> but they haven't told me <laughs> but also the thing is i'm sure people didn't but if, if people do have that moment of like oh this is a bit annoying so often yeah. we've all had those thoughts it's a fleeting thought yeah or if you're really bothered you just unfollow it exactly and then you kind of get over that yeah. feeling yeah it's so interesting isn't it how we perceive other people with like understanding and grace mm. and empathy and then we assume everyone's looking at us really <laughs> critically <laughs> and it's like actually people people don't really care that no. much and remembering that like the goal isn't to feel comfortable mm. the goal is the goal yeah and actually like how your marketing looks or feels is slightly irrelevant to yeah. that. And it, it kind of goes back to what you said earlier, wasn't it? That feeling of like, if your goal is worth being desperate for, mm. it's kind of irrelevant, the yeah. process to get there. You You're not going to be proud it. that you like, oh yeah. I don't think I annoyed anyone, but I didn't raise any money. Yeah, I know. You'd rather be like, That's oh. what you got to wait up, haven't you? It's not that deep. Get <laughs> over yourself. It's yeah. <laughs> great business advice. <laughs> um, and then third and final question, what do you think was one of the biggest things that helped you have such a successful campaign? I think it was two things. I think it was the relentless daily talking about it, showing up all the time, kind of pushing mm. past the feelings of insecurity or feelings of I'm talking about this too much, just the, the continuing to keep going and the, the lead up of the campaign. So kind of doing it through a prolonged period of time. I do just think the support of the of the power of the people just the amazing like encouragement and people sharing and people just really backing it I think that made mm. such a difference because having all those people backing you like having people that are like now early adopters of the app and people who are going to be partnering and sponsoring like they've been now with me from the beginning so yeah. taking them on that journey and bringing the, the community together I think was definitely like the key think so just mm. talking about it all the time and then getting loads of people to join in yeah <laughs> they were like the two I think love that I yeah. mean both of those things are real testament to a the five years of groundwork that you mm. put in before doing this campaign to kind of build that network and and build that community and b something that I just want to bring listeners back to that you shared earlier that I thought was really powerful that idea of making sure you're really connected to the why for other people yeah I think that you know you people were so for what you were creating mm. A, because you brought them on a journey and, and they wanted you to win, but I think B, because obviously your kind of marketing expertise told you, I need to find the messaging here yeah. that helps people want this for themselves, yeah. where they don't just want it to win so you win, yeah. they want it to win so they, so they win. win. Yeah. I think that's a great takeaway for people, like whether you're you know, crowdfunding or just marketing something, mm. of kind of finding that why for them yeah. in your message, which... Yeah. I'm going to hold off from asking you loads of questions <laughs> about how you did that because you can come back for a part two when we'll, when we'll, when we'll discuss more of that in detail. Um, thank you so much for everything thank that you, you shared. Thanks for having How's me. How's it been to go down memory lane a year on? Yeah, it's. I, I was saying to you earlier that I think, I know it's been nearly a year now, but I do feel like it's only now a year on that I am really reflecting on that time and, mm. you know, and building the app and, you know, that being launched hopefully in the next few months is coming to a stage of like oh my god that was actually like absolutely mental experience yeah um and and as someone that's never really like I'm so proud of myself you know I don't really kind of do that I'm like very blase like, oh it's fine you know yeah, that yeah, was yeah. whatever but Just I am that little thing I did <laughs> yeah but I am actually really proud of myself for doing that mm. and I think putting it out there even if it, people weren't interested in what I was doing was 
you know, the ability that people can actually raise investment mm. for their business or business idea, you know, without giving away equity in their business. And there yeah. are other ways of doing that and kind of telling people that there is another way mm. and giving people that idea. Because so many people afterwards have contacted me saying, oh, this would be amazing for this new product that I'm designing or this new business. I'm yeah. going to look into crowdfunding. And I was like, that's exactly what I want, like more money going to female um, I mean businesses so yeah I yeah. think it's been a win-win really absolutely yeah. and just appreciate you sharing more about it as an option and how mm. it worked for you because as I said right at the start of this episode and when we were talking about doing it you know I think it's something that if more people understood it they would access and just to think yeah. of all the things that people could create and do off the back of crowdfunding is really exciting yeah as a kind of final point then what app are you building and how can yes. people come and, and see it and get behind it so we are building an app that is going to connect women that are working from home to spaces that they can work from and people that they can work with so it's a bit of a mix between searching for a venue that locally to you if you want to mm -hmm. get out of the house for a couple of hours um or you know if you've got a few hours in between the day or if you're in a meeting in a different town where you don't know where you are and you just want to get some work done um you can book in and you can work for a couple of hours um and then more importantly which is kind of my whole mission and everything i'm about is the community aspect so connecting with other people mm. that you can work with so there's going to be a real kind of community feel to the app and finding people that you can work from locally in your area and kind of building that yeah. working from home community so that's exciting yeah. yeah best i guess for people to come and find you on socials which i'll link in the show yes. notes yes is there you know you said timelines have changed yes. when when might people be downloading this app so we're hoping spring uh <laughs> hoping oh, so spring exciting. yes so, and we're going to be rolling it out. So it's going to be first launching in Hertfordshire and then rolling out across the UK and then hopefully worldwide <laughs> once we once I've done another crowdfunder. Yeah. <laughs> Come back on the podcast. Tell us about that crowdfunder yeah. and we'll just keep documenting it yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's incredible. Well, as I've said probably many times in this episode, I think what you do is great. So thank you thank for you. doing your business, but also thank you for, for kind of documenting it and building in public because... You don't have to do it that way. Mm. I think it's a real service to other people. So, yeah, yeah. appreciate you. what you do. I'll leave all your links in the show notes. And excited to hear from the listeners who's now going to do a crowdfunder. Yeah, let me know. Inspired by you. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. You're great. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thanks.